I think my dad's writing in the wake of finding out he wasn't my biological father, artistic stuff that was coming out of him, I think that was one of the major impetuses for wanting to make the film. Time has come. Catherine Bigelow! No, no, tu vas m'exciser là, t'es ouf? T'as pas le choix. Mais tu trembles! Growing up, I knew of Wonder Woman, but I didn't know much about her. I wasn't a big comic book fan. Not even worth state tuition, Christine. My name is Lady Bird. Uh, well, actually, it's not, and it's ridiculous. Call me Lady Bird, like Christine. you said you would. Just... Le César du meilleur scénario original est attribué à Denise Gamze Erguven et Alice Vinocourt pour Mustang. I just don't know what I'm supposed to be. I tried being a writer, but. <laughs> I hate what I write. We burn things, because war's the only language men listen to. Because you've beaten us and betrayed us and there's nothing else left. We're in every home, we're half the human race, you can't stop us all. And we will win. Hello everybody and welcome to the Filmotomy podcast. This is episode 42 and this is a very special podcast sort of celebrating female filmmakers. As you're aware, this is uh, currently on the site is the Venn Film uh, Festival, which is now up and running and it's brilliant. there are some amazing films on there, and uh, you know we've just days yeah, so far. Very busy promoting, yeah. But uh, everybody should be watching these films that we that we're plugging. So you know, mm. the short, the, the you know they're easy to watch. Just stop what you're doing and <laughs> yeah. open. <laughs> yeah, just sort of devote you know half an hour, and, and you can watch you know a few short films, and you know your life will will be changed forever hopefully Uh, and uh, we're very honoured today to have a special guest with us uh, the director of one of those shorts this is a really amazing time for us so happy to to have her on and uh, the film that we'll be discussing is I believe your personal favourite out of all of them it is yeah it is if I'm allowed to say that but yeah Aria (laughs) which and the the director is with us today. I'm going to try and pronounce your name correctly. And I'm so it's Missini Aristido. Yeah, that's wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a real pleasure to to have you uh, talk to us today. So thank you very much indeed, Aristido. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Right. So um, nice to meet you. First of all, Harika. Yeah, you... Harika, should I say? BC. Thank you. <laughs> Calispera. I like that you speak Greek. Oh, only Greek. a tiny bit. I'm married to a Greek, so I need a little oh. bit. But yeah. Oh, that's great. I, I don't know any, so yeah. uh, I, I apologise. I should have brushed up. That's okay, we can speak in English. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's not every day that we have special guests. Although we've had quite a few. Uh, recently, uh, but it's not often that we get um, a special guest, especially one directed a film that we both really enjoyed. So, are you able to sort of give us a, a brief synopsis of your film? Yeah, I mean, Aria is the story of a teenage girl, 17-year-old girl in, in Athens, that she's working in a kebab place as a part-time job, and she's waiting for her father to show up and take her for a driving lesson. And he does, but instead of a driving class, he actually just, he drops off a, a Chinese immigrant 
and ask his daughter to take care of her for a few hours. Σημαίνει εδώ, εντάξει. Παπά. Μαζί σου θέλω να μάθω να οδηγώ. Sort of eye-opening to me because I've obviously not been to Athens, but uh, I found it very. You managed to capture that sort of life in in Athens, and it it was just really sort of interesting to see it in in that sort of way because you don't really see that sort of side to it, at least not not in a tourist type of way, do you, Robin? No, exactly. No, but I mean, when when I watched it with my wife, who's who's from Athens, we said like the price of the the Suvlaki place, the whatever it is that she bought, was really cheap. So, you know, that sort of told you a little bit about the area, you know, and the sun wasn't out. How how you filmed it with no sun in Athens, I've, I've no idea, but, you know, that is some special effects. So you get you, you get the, you get that kind of, that feel of, of maybe a, not a poorer working class side of uh, of Greece. Um, is it filmed at uh, one of the ports, or is it, is, where is it filmed exactly? It was actually filmed uh, close to Piraeus, mm. so close to the port area, yeah. Because yeah. the port was bought by the Chinese a few years back mm. uh, also. And yeah, the kebab is really cheap because it's supposed to be the kebab place close to the port, which is actually very cheap. I mean, that was the real price, you know. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what well, the price is here? And they said, that's it. And I was like, okay, yeah. Uh, it's a real working class, um, blue collar kind of neighborhood and about the sun i guess it was shot in february so maybe ah. it was it was colder i guess but i mean it was still sunny um yeah still warm yeah. not every day there was rain also some of the days so just before we get into the film again because there's a lot i want to talk about just your background i was looking you've you've done very well previously and i watched you your previous film uh i don't know how to pronounce it samele yeah yeah very similar uh, sort of um, style, the, the sort of outlook, uh, characters. Thanks to Hirish. Hello. The telephone is going to be 10 minutes. Grazie, no? Grazie, no? Είσαι εντάξει. Mm. Είσαι εντάξει. Mm. What, what I thought of, I don't know if you if you're a fan of the Darden brothers, but it reminded me of that, you know, the kid on the bike, kid with a bike, Rosetta, was, I thought of that a lot while I was watching Aria. You know, it, are those influences for you, those directors, the Belgian filmmakers? For sure. Yeah, the Dardens were a big influence, uh, but there's many more, I guess. Not only them, but... Yeah, they are, in a certain way, 
I just love the naturalism in their films. Mm-hmm. I love the sincerity of the characters. You know, they're just caught doing things. That's how it seems, at least. Yeah. Even if they're all very much choreographed and planned and and explored in depth and repeated many times, it seems so natural. And I guess that's maybe a, a process I also use when I direct my films, because everything is is planned and choreographed in advance, but it does seem like everything just happens in a very realistic and natural way. I suppose a lot of that is the camera as well, because it almost, yeah. like like Rosetta, the camera almost bumps into her a few times, but you, you want mm-hmm. that kind of fluency, though. That's what it's like when you're in a place like that. It's not always, you know, beautiful, wide-angle, you know, zoom. It, sometimes it's just like the hustle, bustle, you know, of... Yeah. Of the of, of the area, so who's your cinematographer then? How, how do you work with them? Yeah, I mean, for the two films, I had two different cinematographers. Mm-hmm. I had a great collaboration with the um, cinematographer that shot Semeli, but he he was busy during that time, so he couldn't come shoot the second one. But I had an awesome collaboration with the second one too, Federico Sesca that shot Aria. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. Uh, both times the collaboration was fantastic and both times it was very... I mean, Aria's cinematography is even more busy and intense and moving than Semeli's. I think Semeli is much more controlled. I mean, not controlled, but um, like uh, stable. Like static, yeah. Static, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely. And the reason for that was also, I, I, I think it was... Not I think, I'm sure. My choice came out of the fact that I wanted to really show how Athens is in my eyes and that's how Athens is in my eyes it's so busy everything's moving all the time and you know people are doing five things <laughs> at the same time it's like they're riding a motorcycle smoking a cigarette drinking a coffee talking on the phone and I don't know else. like they're doing a thousand things and I really wanted to portray that kind of chaos that is uh, that never seems to come into order and so that's why I decided to do Aria. So, so much movement and so much energy, and in the cuts and in the shooting. Yeah, yeah I think as well it kind of represents the character and and what she's going through and her life is a bit chaotic as well, and things aren't running smoothly for her. So I feel like the camera work really sort of heightens that, and, and you obviously capture, you know, a, a very real world. You, you know, the, the busyness of working in, like, you know, a cafe or, you know, a, a kebab shop and, and being in an urban city. It's nothing sort of slows down. Everything's constantly going. And at the same time, you know, she's she's 17. She's sort of going through some changes in, in herself and, and finding her identity. So it's all a bit chaotic, but it's really wonderful how you, you managed to capture all that and, Thank you. It felt like a felt like a feature length film that that, mm. you, that you'd squashed into, and, and this is a compliment. But you know, like the highlights, I mean, you felt you almost felt like you'd watched, you you got enough information. You know, little touches like when the the Chinese girl has her bags taken, and, and Arya's instinct is just to just to chase them. You know, she didn't know this girl. You know, she's got a really good heart, and then it's kind of reciprocated in the car when she can't start the car, and then. The Chinese girl helps her. You know, there's this like really unlikely friendship, and I was quite moved by it. It comes. Let me show. Let me show. 
Ευχαριστούμε πολύ. Εντάξει, μας. Να είσαι καλά, ρε. A two-hour picture. You know, how did you come up with that friendship? Is it based on anything, and is that what you intended with those little, just little moments? Yeah, I mean, initially, I I wanted to expand this into a feature, but it was kind of happening at the same time. I was writing the feature and also wrote the short film simultaneously. So maybe that's. I think the characters were very developed when I was writing the short already. And that's why there's a lot of uh, depth in their behavior and in their reasoning behind their actions. But yeah, it was it that was the intention, exactly the way you said it. I wanted to show these small moments between them and and show how they could connect and and give something to each other, even if they can't communicate in the same language. Just some humanity or like a moment of acceptance, I guess. Yeah, because you see, you see, Ari at the beginning, she seems like she's a you know, in a bit of a bad bad mood. You, understandably, like she's, you know, it's your perception of maybe a teenager when they when they've got a frown and you think, oh, right, I'll stay clear. But she's actually frustrated at something else, and this friendship takes her out of it. There's even a scene I won't blabber on forever, but there's even a scene when she's running between two of the, I suppose, the like big storage units, and she looks up, ever so slightly looks up. That moment of freedom, like if you have a hectic day and you just see something out of the corner of your eye that just takes you out of that for a moment. Uh, and I think that's yeah. that's how I read that moment, you know. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned then that you were hoping to develop, you were writing this as a, a feature film. Would you still make it as a feature film? Because like we were saying, I think it's such a great story and I, uh, the character is so well developed. I just want more of her world and more about her I am still writing the feature but not this story anymore it kind of evolved into yeah I guess there's many more things happening it's almost a combination of my first film and Aria of Semeli and Aria together it's just like both the shorts ended up being character studies of the feature to a certain extent and um I want to make the film in Cyprus now. So inevitably there's a change in the atmosphere of the film. And my first film was shot in Cyprus and then the second one was shot in Athens. But uh, I think, I guess it ended up being harder to shoot there. In, not in a very familiar environment. It is familiar. I know Athens very well. But I don't know. For many reasons I decided that Cyprus seems like a closer to my heart of a place to make my first feature. Do you feel that Aria kind of almost represents the what's happening with Greece in the past few years? Do you feel there's, there's that in there, whether you intended it or not? Is, that must be part of the, you know, the, the financial climate change. Of course, of course. I mean, it's not directly... Uh, exposed in the film but for me the backdrop and the entire setup of the movie and even the behaviors of the characters you know this frustration this underlying frustration that's constantly going on in the people in the country yeah certainly 
for sure that was an intention to show that. Even points at the immigration circumstance of the country right now, which is, uh, which is something that concerns all of Europe at the moment. However, I wanted to, to do to take, um, I guess, uh, to use a Chinese immigrant instead of a Syrian immigrant or a, or an African immigrant. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because they're they're also part of this immigration coming to Europe. Exactly, is almost like a, a mother figure as well, because there's no mother figure really in the film, but she's as a child, she's like the responsible one, and the adult <laughs> is kind of the one who's, you know get shouted at and it's a bit more fickle you know so there's kind of real reversal there i think that's also what makes her stronger as well definitely and uh, where did you find the the actress then um because she's just brilliant about same words she's like the girl in rosetta you know i'll keep mentioning it's it's so similar in how good someone can be without really saying a lot it's interesting I was trying to cast for like a long time and I had found another girl who was older and she was going to play the 16-year-old. But uh, the week before the shoot, I kept having nightmares that it was not going to work and I was not going to be able to hide her age. And I I was really scared and worried that that it was not going to work. And I had a casting director... And I said, look, I can't sleep. <laughs> we have to look and find a, a girl. I need a girl. I need a teenager. And I don't care if she doesn't know how to drive. I'll teach her. Or I don't know. We'll figure <laughs> it out, you know. And so it was very last minute. And I have no idea. She, she just started sending me all these young girls. That was two days before the shoot. And then the day before the shoot. And then I saw her two days before the shoot. And I went. I saw a video tape of her that the casting director did and and I went and met her at night I said okay you're gonna do it <laughs> and then I had to ask her parents for permission and her parents were really worried because she had never done this before you know it's normal and um, it was uh, so I, it was pretty much street casting I think she 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 played some theater at school but she had no camera experience or that must have been an interesting experience for you as a, as a director because I guess you, you could sort of it's almost like having uh, something like molded out of clay you can sort of mold it yourself and, and work with it and you know uh, although with more trained actors more professional actors it's probably easier as they know what what to expect on set i mean so yeah. that, that's amazing I mean, that you managed to get that performance it's not necessarily easier with trained actors you know sometimes they maybe they know too much <laughs> i think they do yeah yeah but i love i love working with young actors that um, might have previous experience or might not. There is something very honest and sincere in the way they work and and there's a certain dedication, you know, in the work. And like with this girl, honestly, I wish I had 
at least a week with her before we started shooting because I only had a day. I just had to do like I just had time to do clothes clothes fitting with her and run the lines and the her actions and her behavior. I had her watch like five films in in a day. You know, she, it was yeah. So. And by the end, she was fantastic. By, like, the last day of shooting, I was like, wow, she's so good. So I wish I had a week with her to, to you know, get, to even become closer. Because I think that would really help. But even so, yeah, it was great to work with someone that had no previous experience. It, it, gives, this, it gives it this, um, this sincerity, I guess, this honesty. Yeah, it makes it more authentic, def- definitely, exactly. yeah. Yeah, yeah. There was a real sort of sense of realism as well. It just, you know, I, I, I didn't realize that she was, you know, like you say, you only had a day with her. I thought she, you know, you've been training for months to get that sort of performance. So, it's it's remarkable and um, just it sort of blew me away. Out of all the the films that we've watched for the film festival, we we, I think that was by far one of the best you know performances I've, I've seen so you did an amazing job to especially i especially in one day i just you, you must be some sort of wonder woman or something <laughs> <laughs> i think my actors might hate me though i i make them do things until i get them right you know a hundred times if i have to not a hundred but yeah many times i insist until i get what i need yeah but they like it also, you know. I think actors like that. They like to feel like they they've also done it right. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a nice feeling, I think. It must it's maybe exhausting for both <laughs> of us, but it's, uh, at the end of the day, I guess it pays off, right? Oh yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, w- where have you been with the film then? When there's a lot of festivals you've been to. I mean, I, mean, I believe you went to Venice. Yeah, yeah. the The festival premiered. Uh, the film premiered in Venice, and then it played in Sundance. After that, and and many festivals in Europe. It played in Brussels, in Leuven, and in Stockholm. And I don't. There's so many of them. It's it. I, at this point, I think it's over sixty wow. festivals. Um, I haven't been very good in promoting it and publishing <laughs> how many festivals it's been, but I have to do that. I have to kind of start posting. But it's been in many, many countries around the world. A lot in the U.S., many in Europe, and uh, a few in Asia. Well, we're going we're going to promote, promote it quite a lot. Uh, you know, Not just the one day, but I'm certainly going to promote it f- throughout the week. So. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. You guys are so kind. And all these compliments, I'm blushing all the time. I'm <laughs> no, no, it's good. I just wanted to just cover some of the other things you've done. I mean, like the the Singapore Children's Foundation, 1.61 Films Production Company. You've got the Spike Lee. You've got his name in your film. You know, there seems to be a lot going on. How, what what is the Children's Foundation first of all? The Children's Foundation was something that my mother created. I'm, I guess, a co-founder of the foundation with her. So it's something we do on the side. It was always, I guess, her dream. She always, my mother was in business all her life, but she, as a hobby, she was a photographer. And she published a couple of photography books and had done a couple of photography exhibitions and always all the 
all the money that she would get from from her exhibitions and books, she would give them and donate them to different foundations around the world. But then, you know, she felt like many times she didn't really know where this money would go or how they were utilized. And at some point, it was a big dream for for her to create her own foundation in order to, you know, know where their money is going and if it's it, that it really goes to the right purpose and it's yeah. Yeah. really going to the people in need. She always believed that the most important thing is education because if you have education, then you can learn how to, you know, feed yourself and survive and have good values and and be a good person in the world. So she started this foundation, which is uh, which is solely focused on education, on children's education, and and so far we've had we've done many projects, small ones, because it's not like a, it's not a main focus yet in our lives, but it's something that we do on the side, and and we try and help in any situation we can, and usually it works in the way that we we raise money for specific causes, so. So if we know that there's, an, like, for example, there was another small foundation in Peru that was uh, trying to restore a school there, and we raised money and bought them all the desks and chairs for the school. Or um, we have an ongoing system here in Cyprus for an afternoon school for some kids, and we pay the teachers to go and help them with their homework, and we bought them an interactive board, and... Yeah, so we do small projects here and there. We restored the school in Sri Lanka, in a small village in Sri Lanka. Um, Yeah, wherever there's need, wherever we we feel like we can really contribute, uh, that's uh, that's something that we do. Wow, she really is Wonder Woman. (laughs) (laughs) Super, super heroine. Super heroine. (laughs) I don't don't know about that. (laughs) <laughs> you know, amazing. You, but, that's I mean, amazing what? I think there's the, one of the most beautiful feelings that a person can experience is the one of giving. You know, when you when you give to people and and you feel the gratitude, I think that's such a beautiful feeling. It, it, it's fulfilling. That's what it is. There's actual fulfillment in that, and, and that's major. To do these kind of things, it does take a lot of time. That's why it's not a full-time thing for us yet. And we, and the foundation is so small that we don't have the finances to really make big projects or hire someone to, you know, run it for us. So, but I think if you want to, you should totally go for it and do something. Because even if it's small, it's always worth it. And the feeling is great. I do plan on making maybe films outside of... Cyprus and Greece, maybe into your is there anything you, where you've been where you thought like New York, I know you've been there, is would you like to go and make a film there? You know, budget permitting. Totally. I mean, yeah, I guess yeah, eventually I I, I would like that. I would like to make an English speaking film and uh, I don't know if in New York or in England or in the US or I don't know where. But uh, I do see myself making international films in the future. I guess the reason I'm starting from here is indeed because it's easier budget-wise and um, it feels like it's the it's the right way to start making the films uh, for now. And I guess my inspirations are here now. So 
I've had a totally like U.S. education, so I even write my scripts in English. <laughs> you know, I write I write them all in English, and then I translate them to Greek and shoot them in Greek, <laughs> uh, which is funny. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I just it just feels uh, for now. It feels more comfortable working here, but I'm not sure that I I don't. Not comfortable. I'm not sure about that because there's other difficulties, you know. Like there's, like in Cyprus, there's no real industry really. So, and there's n- not much crew or anything. I had to bring everyone from, you know, from the U.S. or from Europe to help me make Semeli when I did that. Very open to making international films, and I'm even open to collaborating in the writing of a film. Uh, with an international writer, so yeah, let's see how it goes. I'm open to everything. No, it's good, and we'll we'll certainly be following. I mean, we're you know we're looking for new talent all the time. We are quite a small site, but we're growing, and you know, the international cinema is one of my big big loves. You know, so we'll, we'll be promoting these these films certainly, and we'll look out for whatever you do next. Thank oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Are you following the the festival? Yeah, I went onto the website, but I but, and I read a couple of things and saw the movies that you you you're screening, but I haven't really had time to watch any of. She's busy, Robin. She's busy <laughs> doing you know building schools and and writing you know amazing films. She hasn't got time. I, just, I, thought, I thought I would ask. That's all. <laughs> I know. I Is there anything you would suggest that I I watch? From the festival these days. Um, well, I watched uh, Attenberg, the the, oh, Greek, yeah. the Greek film. So that that's probably close close to home. But um, I've really, seen that. Yeah, it's great. It's a really good film. There's there's some really interesting animations on the shorts. Some of the short films, uh, you know, okay. they always work. Bad without evil. It's it's just beautiful. And the way it's done is just magnificent. And um, called it, again? Uh, land, land without evil. Reflections is is coming because mm. I, I always say this. I'm not the animation. I'm not really. I've I've made short films before, but I've never done animation really. So it always amazes me. So so much work. It's uh, it's unbelievable. I have so much respect towards animation to stop motion animation and mm. yeah, it's beautiful. Especially with like they sometimes use cutouts or they mm-hmm. use a. You know, clay figures, it's phenomenal what they do. I, I love it. But so the film, uh, can I ask you, for the yes. films today, do they only, um, do they only screen once when they're online? I mean, like, you can't see them afterwards, right? Yeah, you can still see them. But what we do is we just use, the, this, we don't do like a physical screening. It's all online and then we do, we promote those films in the, in those days, so we'll promote it, we'll write reviews, we we'll interview a few people, and then we'll just push it for that day, and then to the next day we'll do the next lot. But we'll leave them all up on the site, and what we'll do is we'll just keep refreshing and keep social media as, like, a really big part of this, you know, to say, watch out here. Oh, it was yesterday, but why don't you watch it again today? You know, oh, I didn't have time. Oh, okay, then why don't you watch it now while you're on your break? <laughs> you know, we'll keep promoting them as much as, as we can. You know, so that's that's and you have a great selection of films. I saw that's it's fantastic what you're doing. I love it. 
Well, thank you. It's a lot of hard work, but it's I'm almost I'm on, still looking forward to sort of next year already. Just <laughs> choosing these films, choosing these films is is half the pleasure for me. Just spending like two months looking for films and watching, thinking, mm, and then you know we found. I love it, and so much work in this. It's great. It's fantastic. And thank you so much for choosing Harry. I have it on your page. Oh, we're, we're very, we're just glad that you know we get a chance to do something like this and to promote, you know, some really great films like your own. And, you know, this year has been great, and we're thinking about next year already, and just making it bigger and better, and quality of films that have come out as well. Um, I'm just amazed, like the shorts that we've had, you know. Underseen as well, so underseen the shorts and international cinema. They're so like underseen people, are like oh, there's a festival, it's in Toronto. Oh well, I can't, I can't do that, you know. Oh, short films. Oh no, documentaries. But with online, we can promote without even getting out of our seats, and they can watch them without getting out of their seats, you know. Promote the short film. Well, you can't. You can stream this. You can stream this. You know, watch it. This is Addy's like what seventeen minutes. It's a lunch break, and you won't. Yeah. You know, you won't regret it. Some of them are shorter, two minutes. You know, yeah. just watch, watch it while the kettle's boiling. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't, know, you don't have to get on an aeroplane. It is, it is nice going to festivals, yeah. But this just this format, it just works for us because we'd have no budget. But but also as we grow, maybe we'll stay online. You know, and and do it that way. We'll have to see. No, it's fantastic what you're doing. I love it, and it's true that most short films they they're very underrepresented, and it, it's very hard to get to them and watch them. And mm. and there's there's even so many of them online already, but I people just don't are not that interested. They... Next week it'll be Sunday. We do the awards. Nobody gets a trophy or medal or anything, but we just like to honour some of the films. So. You know, what I would say is just, if you can be around for that, I mean, I'll message you with the Times, I think I posted something, but, you know, it'd be nice for some of the filmmakers to be around on that Sunday, just to see who and what is, is honoured, really. But, I mean, as I say, I will, I will email you before with the Times, so... Yeah, that would be great, thank you. Yeah, I think oh, it'll be at 8 o'clock your time, I think it'll be 8pm next Sunday, something like that, so... Okay. You don't have to dress up, uh... <laughs> So, <laughs> unless you want to. <laughs> Opt- it's, yeah, it's optional. <laughs> um, right. Well, thank you very much indeed. I mean, we will let you go now, but um, we'll we continue to talk for hours. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. You guys are so wonderful, really. Thank you. Thank you oh, for the opportunity in the podcast and everything. Thank you.